Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The Dolphins podcast network is all here. From the fish tank, Seth Levin, OJ McDuffie. From drive time, I am Travis Wingfield. It is three Straight losses for your Miami Dolphins. A third straight defeat, Juice, where they were right in it till the very end, and then it just kind of got away. Yeah, it's been the uh, theme with this team, right? It's been the theme right here. You know, you got a team that battles, and the most coaches always talk about getting into the fourth quarter and finding a way to win. This team is not finding a way to win late in games, and that's important. That's bottom line. That's important right now. The NFL is not like college. You know, most games do come down to the fourth quarter. And who wins the fourth quarter is usually the team that wins the, the, the football game. The Miami Dolphins are not finding those those avenues and not finding ways to win late in games, man. And that's uh, – we always talk about the regular season. The regular season is they only remember what you do in December. Early in the season, they remember what you do in the fourth quarter. Our fourth quarters have been atrocious. And it's bad. A team that, you know, in a game that we dominate – but we get to the fourth quarter and we lay an egg. Can't lay an egg in the fourth quarter. I don't care. We talked about this a lot of times on this show, on all the, all the things that we do. If a quarterback throws three interceptions in the first quarter but throws you four touchdowns in the fourth, that's all that matters. Now, what's the difference between a team that does a great job in the first half, not scoring but keeping other teams from scoring, but does nothing late in the game? can't have that. You, you cannot have that. you got to be able to finish games. And the bottom line and the biggest point for this team right here is the inability to finish football games. Not finishing games and really putting themselves into bad situations with mistakes, penalties, giveaways, down 3-0 in the turnover department once again in this game. And Big Seth, I mean, we, we saw an entire drive in that first half, that first quarter, go by the boards because of, was it five penalties for 36 yards, oh, I think it was. Man. They got into field goal range three separate times in that drive, got themselves pushed back out. I guess I'll go to you here about 10 penalties, 97 yards, because that's kind of where the, the beginning of the mistakes well, to, to me Five were on that start. one drive. And I mean, it, it, it took points off the board. It, it, not, it absolutely took points off the board, but it also, you know, and people say what they want to say about momentum, but Skylar Thompson looked like, did he look like a rookie in, on that drive? I mean, he was pinpoint accuracy, making great decisions, and every play that got killed with a penalty 
was 10, 15, 20-yard plays. River Craycraft is on the one-yard line. And, you're, you know, and, and somebody's picking up a yellow flag, and they're marching backwards again. And it, they, they just never were the same again after that until late in the game. And I don't even want to call it too late because to Juice's point, how you perform in the fourth quarter, this is three straight games, guys, where they have the ball and they're driving in a position to score, which will give them the lead in the fourth quarter. And they don't get it done, whether it's a missed kick, whether it's a turnover. And it's somebody different each time. But the result has been the same each time. And let's not forget, it took a miraculous comeback, an historic comeback against Baltimore in the fourth quarter, which everybody was feeling great. And you won that game. But when you start to add all of these up together, you know, that was down to the fourth quarter. The Buffalo game came down to the wire as well. And you end up on the right side of those, but do you start to say, man, maybe there's some things we need to be doing earlier in the game to not put ourselves in this position? Because now three straight games, yeah. I understand there's been a carousel of quarterbacks and the health of the quarterbacks and all that. That is not easy. And some of that maybe is a contributing factor, but there's a lot of other things going on that are leading to this, and they need to get it figured out in a hurry. And that's that's the point that I think really you drive home here because it is the fourth straight game where they have to bring a second quarterback onto the field. Now the first part, first game of that was the Buffalo game when Tua came back out just a few plays after exiting before the first half. But four straight games now where you have to make a quarterback switch, and we talked about it last week, Juice. I mean, they go from Teddy on the first play, and how how adamant was Coach McDaniel about the fact that he liked the way Teddy prepared the the team was fired up for his chance in that game. And then he pretty much came back and said the exact same thing about Skylar Thompson in this game as the team made the decision early in the week, knowing they wouldn't have Tua nor Sky, uh, Teddy Bridgewater available for practice to put their game plan in place, knowing this is our quarterback. And they came out and they looked sharp. And then Teddy comes into the game and the offense bogs down completely before starting to pick things up there again late in the second half. So my, I guess my question to you, Juice, or the, the point I want to throw it to you here is how difficult is it to try to go from one quarterback to another? Because it seems like it's really taking its toll on this team. It, it really shouldn't. It, it, it really, really, really should. Especially when you got a veteran quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater coming in. I'm going to look, look. Teddy should have been better today than he was today. I don't care if Skyler is starting. Teddy should be the, the veteran guy, you know, like he should have been. And, uh, you know, after Tua went out, when Teddy comes in. After Skyler comes out and Teddy comes in. A lot of situations I saw personally, it's just me, and I haven't looked at the all 22 like you're going to look at it. But when I look at the game, I saw Teddy squeezing the ball a little bit, leaving a pocket before he needed to. And, 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 you know, and making some decisions that a young guy would make. And that's, that's disturbing to me for a guy that's so good. Teddy is really good. But making those type of decisions and, and in my opinion, mistakes is detrimental to this team. Look, I, I get it. Sometimes guys aren't open. But don't make it worse a worse situation by bailing, taking a sack, or, you know what I mean, or, or making a bad decision on the throw. Throw the damn ball away and then keep it moving from there. Today has been like, I mean, I, I, as much as I love Teddy, today I felt like, Teddy, man, you, you had this opportunity no matter what. As a number two guy, you've been number two, two guy twice, and you sit there and you make these kind of young mistakes that a guy like Teddy Bridgewater shouldn't make. Teddy's better than that. I'm not putting this game on Teddy. We didn't, score, we didn't move the ball at all. Defense had a great game early, ran out of gas late. But at the same time, though, man, we had opportunities that, you know, most teams don't get. You know, most teams don't get these opportunities. When the defense is playing that well, yep. 
you get, you got the rest of your everybody else else you know you know in tow. Everybody's ready to go, but you got to make better decisions at, at that one position that's more critical than any position in sports. And I thought Teddy didn't have that. He didn't have it any today, and that that's unfortunate. And they got it cranking there late. Well, you guys mentioned the box score was pretty impressive there towards the end of it. I don't have it in front of me, but I know that he wound up throwing for a whole bunch of yards. Yeah. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both had a bunch of yards too. But speaking of mistakes, I mean, you know, Jalen Waddle has tough game for Waddle. Ends the game with six for one twenty nine, which is obviously a hell of a stat line for the fantasy guys out there. But you look back at a a pass that's off the shoulder pad that gets deflected into the air and winds up being a pick that directly leads to three points for the Vikings. A fumble on potentially a game-winning drive. I mean, what was the situation there? They were getting pretty close to, to knocking that thing in. They were in driving for, down. This is what I'm saying. It's yeah. an opportunity to go ahead. I agree. At the 33-yard yep. line, that's where yeah. the fumble occurred. They're going to have a first and ten with Great four minutes to go. Great throw catch. He makes some moves, tries to pick up some extra yards. And I don't know. Did, it, did anybody get a hand on it? It seemed like it just kind of came out there. Just. It looks like it kind of hit his side when he was running, and it kind of tucked up against his side and popped yeah, out, which, which cannot happen. So he, that's how it ends for Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill carries the the offense to the tune of 12 for 177 and we and, you know I mentioned this in the podcast this week I was looking for a third target to emerge boy Mike Gesicki six for 69 and two touchdowns and one of the best touchdown celebrations I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> so I mean the passing game did come to life that's there questionable late, but there's just so many things you look back at that it's it's you know you lose by eight points in the end but man you guys talked about the penalties you talk about the the, the quarterback you know kind of topsy-turvy back and forth and kind of the, the the carousel with that, but also the mistakes that he made and the position made in general. But, I mean, the end of the first half, the, the management of that, Seth, I know you were wondering why there wasn't a timeout after the Landon Roberts sack. I thought after that sack there was a minute and 40 or so on the clock there. If, if you call a timeout there and then, you know, wherever they got him down on second down, you call a timeout again, they probably would get the ball back with a minute left. I figured they were going to take a knee, Juice. That's you the catch thing. that punt with 35 seconds left. I yeah. thought they were going to take a knee. I mean, that's a three-point decision based on the result. Now, we're playing the result. Right. But because of those decisions or, or a decision not to call timeout, now all of a sudden you're trying to push the ball 75 yards down the field with 30-something seconds to go, and what happens? There's a mistake. Now, it was a good throw by Teddy. Waddle has it in his hands. He bobbles it. It's not something you expect from him. But ultimately, it's just when you're playing percentages like that, I, I was just like, wow, what are we doing? I thought we I thought we made a decision to take a knee here. So just a lot of things. It was really uh, – Yeah, but here's – What do you use, cavalcade of errors? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, you know, I'll pull that word back. Yeah, but you don't you don't count on that that, that bobble and interception, though. I mean, the balls you, – you, we're an aggressive team now, no? I mean uh, – Right. So to me, why don't you call a timeout there and give your offense more time? Right. I don't know. That, that's what I don't understand. And I'd like to hear the answer. And, uh, you know, uh, look, they, they made some decisions there and they've got to live with them. But you just can't continue to – you can't make that many mistakes early on and then expect that you're just going to figure it out in the fourth quarter because there aren't – there's just not enough plays. There's not enough time. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's come back to, to bite them in the behind three weeks in a row. Yeah, there, the, there are a lot of things. It's the two decisions that – Side by side, they just don't make sense, right? Because like you said, Seth, like either you're going to the halftime, going to the break, let's go ahead and regroup and go down. Was it 7-3 to three at that time? Go in down by four points, Correct. get the ball at the half and see if we can make it work. But then you do get aggressive, and you have to be almost perfect to that point to make a, you know, a drive 
that winds up in points. And if you make a mistake like you did, you can go back the other way. So it happens there for Miami. We saw injuries. I mean, that was Noah Igbenogany's first snap on the field, uh, the DPI on Adam Thielen. I thought Igbenogany played really well in place of Nick Needham, who looks like he's going to be out for a little bit. Keon Crossan also leaves this game and does not come back. So I guess, you know, one of my gripes is this is the third 3-0 and start that the Dolphins have had going back to 2013. And each time they've come out of it three and three, it's it's a rough way to do it right. to, to get yeah, the fan base like fired up. I like get out ahead of myself. And, and they, they certainly did, and it, it didn't work out this time through the first six games, three and three. But hopefully, week seven, I guess that the, the the upside is Tua sounds like he'll come back. Maybe Teron Armstead, maybe Austin Jackson, maybe Byron Jones. I, I don't know about that. We'll see what the Dolphins' health you know, situation looks uh, like uh, next go, week. I know we gotta go to break, so we'll talk about it. We'll, on the we'll other come side. back on the other side, Juice. Yeah. It's a banged up Dolphins team right now. They fall yep. to the Minnesota Vikings, 24-16, to fall to three and three. Dolphins post game driven by Gunther Motors. You've got to get to Gunther Kia in Fort Lauderdale on 441, just north of I-595, or visit GuntherKia.com for car buying done your way. You've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Vikings 24, Dolphins 16. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Post Game Show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. So the third straight loss means no game balls today. We, we miss giving those game balls out after victories, but we do have a key player of the game. Let's go ahead and get to that key player of the game sponsored by Ed Morse. When you buy from Morse, you're backed by Morse with the price protection promise from Ed Morse Sawgrass Auto Mall. Early on in this game, guys, especially if they had won with the way the game was flowing early, I was going to go towards Jalen Phillips. But what other direction can you go right here than 12 catches, 177 yards, and Tyreek Hill juice? I I think I told you before the game ended, that play he made where he caught it in space and then kind of did a step backwards and took back off for 28 yards. I was thinking about you in that moment because you always talked about how, like, long speed wasn't your game, the quickness. Like, you could get open and make the possession catches and stuff, but... Every time I watch Tyreek play, I think about you because I just imagine your game with that speed. Dude, <laughs> he's unbelievable. And, and honestly, you know, uh, being up in the alumni suite today, it was amazing how many guys that I played with 
never seen anybody be able to do something like that. It's unbelievable how he can catch and go from zero to 100 within two steps. Tyreek, man, Tyreek, man, he does everything he can every single week, every single game to give us the best possible chance to win a football game. And I'm going to tell you this, man, I, I, I have the utmost respect and admiration for, for Tyreek Hill. What a blessing we do would have him because otherwise, where would we be? Where would we be if he wasn't on our on our roster right now? If if, if we didn't have Tyreek if we didn't have Tyreek Hill, where would we be as a team on our roster, man? Um, look, we've seen him come in and out of games. We've seen you know how he's he's bounced back from injuries. We've seen him bounce back from cramps. But bottom line is this: he gives us a chance, a, a fighter's chance every single week to win a football game. And it's um, it's unfortunate that his efforts lately, you know, what I mean, have you know have, have have been moot because we haven't been able to capitalize on some of the things he's been doing, some of the great things he's been doing on the field, and go out there and win some football games, man. But Tyreek Hill is um, dude, he 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 he, he's what you want to have as a teammate, as a player, as everything you want when it comes to football, man. So it's it's sad for me. Because I love my wideouts, and I, want, I love when they go out there and they give it all. They're all, and we come up short. Yeah, I think Seth, you had mentioned something about the stats he put up and where, where he's at in the league right now. I was, I was looking at my just he's got 700 yards receiving yeah, in six games, and it's I mean, and putting, putting the offense on your back type of stuff too. Yeah, and you know, 300 yard games this year, and they're not like 101 yards receiving. He had the 190 yard, 160, now 177 today. I mean, the guy's just consistently putting up big numbers. And they're not just garbage numbers, Juice, to your point. I mean, he's making big plays when you need it to happen. We all were like, are you kidding me? Another guy's going into the tunnel, and they announced that it was cramps, which I think is his third game having cramps and having to deal with whatever he's having to deal with there, getting rehydrated. So I don't know if that's something they can get out in front of. But, golly, you can He's super muscular, bro. Muscular guys that run a lot, they're going to cramp a lot. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate. There was a photo of him at practice I mean, this week yeah. where it, like, I don't want to get, like, too weird here, but the short had come way up the quad and, like, the, the veins popping yeah. off the muscles in his legs. It, it, the way he's built is. I already told you guys I'm overweight by my BMI. You know what I mean? So his BMI has got to be way low. <laughs> and that's a, that's a problem when it comes to guys that are built like that, Big Seth. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you need a little bit of – I need a little chunk in, you, in the chunk what is, in order to, 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 to counter these cramps, man. You know what I mean? I guess that's he's what probably, it is. He's probably sitting that's like 4%. 4% is not good down here, you and, know? And they got to get out in front of it. But he is uh, – because you just can't afford to not have him on the field. Yeah. But, man, he – we've been around places where a guy, you know, highest paid receiver – in the NFL, you see guys get the big paycheck, and they all of a sudden aren't the same guy that they were that got them that paycheck. You see guys get traded and come in, and you know, and now they're being treated differently because he goes from being one of many parts in another team to becoming the guy here, and they start to handle themselves differently. That's not happening with Tyreek right. Hill. He's everything you could have asked for and more. Uh, I hope, to your point, that everybody else can start to raise their game even more. And, and, you know, I don't know if anybody can get up to, to Tyreek's level, but if everybody can they at can. least raise can, the level of their play. We know that. Can, right, but they can they, can. if they can raise the level of their play as, as and you can, start to right? get results that yeah. match his output, then, you know, then I think that we'll be having a better postgame show. You, you talk about the just the raw physical traits. I mean, it's, it's very obvious in the way he catches the ball and takes off. But, I mean, 
That's that want the to way, though, That's the dog in him, right? That's what you keep talking about. Because there was a, a series there, and I tweeted out, like, Vikings go up 16-3. to Feels like a pretty commanding lead at this point of the game when the offense couldn't do a dang thing. And all of a sudden, you get a 28-yard pass to Tyreek Hill to get things going, and then they wind up scoring a touchdown on that drive. Then you come back on the next drive in the first place, 25 mar- yards more to Tyreek Hill. Then, you know, the fourth down call that we were like, you know, fourth and five on your own side of the field. You don't get this here that's pretty much the game because the Vikings can get one first down kick a field goal and put you down by two scores. And we're like, I don't, I mean the way the defense is playing, maybe you back them up, but I I guess juice when you've got number 10 who can go for 10 yards on a fourth and a five like that, maybe that's why you make that call, why you have the confidence to make that call. And he sure, you know, Teddy had to get out of the pocket again when the, the, protection broke down uh, once Which again. Which is a whole other segment. Yeah, that, we'll that is a whole segment. Something. That's why yeah. I kind of had that chuckle there for you. But it's yeah. just the way he takes over games, it's it's special, man. Yeah, it really is, man. He Tyreek Hill is unstoppable. That's a good way to put it. He's unstoppable. Unless you put three, four guys on him, and even then, you know, two guys on him, he's got a chance. Three guys, hopefully somebody else wins their one-on-one the other way. But Tyreek, is, is, he's an unbelievable weapon. And it's like – the way he works is, is, like, so much fun to watch. But at the same time, though, man, every single team we play against, the, their eyes are all – if you look at the Dolphins, you look at the 11 guys that we have, you know, lined up on offense every time, how many eyes do, do they have on Tyreek Hill? Oh, there's a lot all of them. There's a lot yeah. of eyes. There's a 11 lot times of eyes. two plus two yeah, coaches. Yeah, do the math. Carry the one, <laughs> Big Seth. You know, there's a lot <laughs> – there's a lot of – there's a lot of eyes. There's a lot of eyes that are going to be on Tyreek Hill. And so for, for Tyreek to still be able to do what he does with all the attention he's getting, that tells you how special he is, man. And not only that, you know, we've had games where he's been the decoy. We call him wooden ducks, the wooden duck guy. And I other like guys that. That get their opportunities to do what they do. But at, at some point, like now, in some of these games, we, we need Tyreek to make plays. We don't need him to be that wooden duck because other guys are not making the plays that we need them to make when they get the opportunities, man. Here's a question I have for you, Juice, because, uh, you know, now he was productive pretty much throughout the entire day. But as you said, when Teddy came in, the offense, it, it was scary to see how ineffective the offense was for, for quite a while. Until the end of the game there, all of a sudden they start moving the ball up and down the field. You have 400 yards passing. How much of that is is the defense doing something differently to allow that? Or, like, like you don't just wake up. What what happens to change? What, why are you so ineffective early on? And then all of a sudden you can move the ball up and down the field and it's too late. Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great – you know, of course when you're up a couple or a couple scores, whatever, defense is going to be a little different. But at the same time, though, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like we talked about this before. Coming into this game, we were, we were wondering what type of game plan they'd have specifically for Skyler. We talked about how the game plan last week was specifically for Teddy. Yeah. And it's, Skyler had to come in and handle it, you know. So, now, could Teddy handle Skyler's game plan? He probably should be able to handle that. I would hope so. And, you know, so not, not much should have changed yeah. when it comes to – It's not like when Tim Tebow was playing and all of a sudden it was like an entirely different offense because you put a fullback in at quarterback. I mean, they're all kind of lining up and running the same darn plays, aren't they? Whatever coach said, 120-something plays. And I get that certain things are different and Tua might do something where you're rolling to the left, but – is it that dramatically different where it's going to take us two and a half quarters to get it figured out? Between these two, probably not. 
Between yeah. Tua and Teddy or T- Tua and Skyler is different. Well, we're definitely seeing that. And but I could have seen it last two, week. It be different. Last yeah. week made sense because you went from Teddy, who's played a billion years in this league, to you know Skyler, who had never seen an NFL snap. I, I got that, but this right. week, the converse of that, like you said, Juice, I just, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. And I, and honestly, from what I saw, which I love being here in person and seeing the field. Yep. I, I think that we, we, we had some opportunities out there that we we left. We left some meat on the bone today again. Defense played a hell of a game most of the game. But at the same time, though, when is the offense going to, you know, kick in the gear and do their part? And it's that didn't late. happen until too late. So the defense did a hell of a job against a, def- a team offensively that's one of the best in the league. They did an incredible job it's today. frustrating, man. Everybody's got to be. Everybody should be frustrated as for this team, and, you know. And, and bottom line is this, man: do your job, make your plays, and then and and and, and then you know then we're a successful football team. We talked about. You said it, Big Seth, and I don't know when we're getting to this point. Up front, they need to figure this out because it's re- absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, they get so hopefully Jackson and Armstead back next week. That's what you that, got to hope. That's the hope. That's the well, hope. Well, you hope that we got guys that should be able to step in there and not be a, a yeah. turn game. Well, yeah. we got what we got. That's not on what? I'm saying you could say you hope what you hope, but but you saw what the result was. Well, I, so. I get that, but we we should have a better situation in backups that it's not that big a drop off ever in this league. It should never be this big a drop off. It's it's gone from where we thought the offensive line was repaired at a certain point to where it's like I saw tweets about the back to last year again, which obviously was a less than ideal situation for the offense, but it was an ideal day for Tyreek Hill to put up 12 catches for 177 yards on just 15 targets, 11.8 yards of his targets, or 11 point every time he got a target, 11.8 yards was the result for Tyreek Hill today. So that was your key player of the game, sponsored by Ed Morse. All the latest GM models are right here at the Ed Morse Sawgrass Auto Mall, and they're all backed by Ed Morse. And then to finish up that last point there, defense had four three-and-outs to start this game and then two more to start the second half, both of those with the Vikings in plus territory. We're going to have audio from head coach Mike McDaniel when we come back on the other side. Dolphins postgame is driven by Gunther Motors. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Vikings 24, Dolphins 16. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the official Miami Dolphins radio network where Dolphins fans live. Dolphins recap tomorrow morning with Joe Rose and Zach Krantz. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Make more good in the all-new Sportage X Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive and available 360-degree sound view monitor. No mission is too small to take on. Let's go ahead and throw it to the podium right now for head coach Mike McDaniel. You know, um, when, we, when I watch the film, I'm anticipating people or players uh, potentially doing too much. And, you know, that when you, which is common, very common thing, when you lose a couple games in a row, you start to press. Um, so I, I was very, very happy with um, the way we prepared. I think guys were ready to play. Um, and then a lot of stuff happened, which is the nature of football. So then uh, I also look at the end of the game um, where we took a step forward in our resolve and how, how guys tried to finish the game when, you know, it's, one, it's a very, very frustrating process when you feel like you're ready to play and you don't get the direct results. So 
Um, I see it as, uh, uh, you know, it hurts. It hurts the locker room. It hurts a lot of people. Um, but it's also, um, it can be a step in the direction we want to go if we use it appropriately. So um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I think we've been, you know, last week we, we were up in the numbers and penalties. Um, we'd started the season off pretty good in that regard, and they kind of piled up, definitely hurt us. Um, turnovers hurt us. Um, and, you know, overall, uh, the tightness of the ship, which, you know, the, that's what the head coach is there for. So you, you take that square in the eyes and you let the guys know that um, you're, you're going to bring a better effort next week. Yeah, um, all of it, I guess, is, you know, you can look at it as difficult. You can look at it um, as a reason for X, Y, or Z. I challenge the guys not to. Um, we, we have a lot of faith in all the players um, that we have on this team. And the quarterbacks that, we have, that we've been working with since last April, um, any one of them, we have high expectations to uh, to go, um, you know, execute and succeed. Now, of course, it's not ideal. Um, you know, you want the guy, you want the guys uh, that get all the reps during the week um, to play, but you always know that that's a possibility. Um, I think it's, I think, I think. Uh, I'm going to demand that the team does not point at that uh, to be a reason for, um, you know, what's happened or a reason for the loss. I think that's the easy thing to do. I think that's the path of least resistance. And generally, um, the path of least resistance doesn't uh, lend the results um, that uh, ambitious, convicted, uh, all in players, team, organization um, want. So, uh, yeah, there's there's always there's always difficulties and and uh, adversity within NFL football games. Um, I thought we were we had the capability um, to overcome that, and we didn't. No, nah, he um, he uh, he was he wouldn't have been physically capable to come back in. So it was there was it was not an um, a- any indication or decision based upon his play. Uh, I, I would have definitely stayed with him um, had he been able to uh, proceed, but he was not. You know, it's a little early to tell. Um, I know he, he was. The, the biggest issue was that he wouldn't have been able to – he didn't have any strength um, holding the ball, so uh, which is an issue when you're trying to throw it. So he uh, – you know, I'll have to get, get a lot more information tomorrow. Um, you, you don't know with those type of things. I, I, I literally have no idea if it's um, anything 
that's going to be an issue for a while or if it's something that will heal pretty quick. Um, we'll see it. We'll get more information on Monday. Mike, you mentioned last week that you know part of the reason why Skyler had a tough time was not taking starter reps and not working with the first team. How much of a problem was that today for Teddy having just cleared concussion protocol what, on, on Saturday? Um, I think... I think the obvious answer is that it, it does make it more difficult. Um, but I don't think Teddy nor any, you know, my expectation, um, I know Teddy won't, um, and my expectation for the team is that you don't take that easy out, that you don't say, well, shoot, um, man, we're getting, it's hard for us. It's hard for everybody. So, um Definitely not the ideal set of circumstances. You don't. Um, it is unique to my NFL career um, with regard to uh, the, the things that have happened probably in the last three weeks. Does that mean um, that we're, because of that, we're unable to win the football game? It does not. And I think the tape will be obvious to all the players. Um, the, hard, the hard part is when you... Um, you invest, like I said, I was really pumped about the the, the work week we had, and it, you don't get the desired results. So you get to find out a lot about who you're working with, um, and every by every indication that I've had since I've been in the building, um, I, I don't have anything to worry about how players are, um, how how the organization, how staff, how the coaching staff, how people are going to respond. Um, but it's, it, we will find out. It, it, you know, that's the great thing about the game of football. It checks you. It, 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 you know, you, there's nowhere to hide, and you work really hard, and, and as a team, we fall short. Um, it's one of my favorite things about football is that um, it's, it's not for everybody, and this is difficult, but so. We, we, we've had three games in a row where – We've finished a game with a different quarterback than we started with, and I don't think anybody um, has the mindset that, well, that's the reason why we're losing. We're fully capable of winning this game. Um, I think that's obvious to everybody, and so you, it, it's a simple, simple formula. You look at the tape, you don't hide from it, um, and then you uh, move forward and try to use the use the learning experience um, to, to get better um, in the middle stretch of the season, um, pushing forward to the end. Yeah, um, and, you know, they, uh, they've really done everything in their power. Uh, you know, it's one really cool thing um, that I've learned about both of those two players is how much they love to play the game. And... Uh, th this was a, a, a circumstance where they, you know, we we came to a decision with both of them um, that it was uh, in their best interest not to try to push through um, to go ahead and uh, go with the guys that we went with, which um, our our team was confident in. No, I think, um, you know, as a team, 
you know, we, we need to play better complementary football. We really do. Um, and utilize momentum. I, I think the, uh, the defense um, took a step in the right direction for sure this week. Um, but, you know, the number one um, indicator in w- winning wins and losses has been and forever always will be turnovers. So when you're minus three, um, you got to be pretty epic in other ways to try to, to come out on top. Uh, and and we just didn't um, have that really in our game this week. We got to um, continue to stress it because, you know, it, it happens to a lot of teams. Um, almost every team during a season, you go through a lull of turnovers, whether it's um, getting them or giving them up. And, you know, sometimes it, it snowballs into two, three games. Um, but what you don't do is deviate from the points of emphasis um, just because you haven't got gotten the results. You keep trying new things. I'll, I'll be, um, you know, doing my best with the coaching staff to try to problem solve that. But, you know, if, you, if you're trying to win more than you lose in this league, you better be on the plus side. And that's just a fact. Um, I, I, I don't really, um, there's, uh, you know, uh, it would be a little too early to, to say, I, um, I know Nick was in pain it, that it felt real, but they got a, um, I'm not quite sure if it was, uh, you know, the way the, it was either a higher ankle or Achilles. I know that, um, just by being on the field with them and. Um, I haven't. He's he'll get updated on that. Um, Probably, we'll, I'll get you guys an update on on him specifically tomorrow. Um, and Keon, believe it was a knee, um, and that that definitely needs some more information before I'm comfortable speaking on that one. Um, you know, Jalen, uh, not uh, he went back into the game. Um, you know, a, a, a level of concern. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I've learned about Jalen that if it's uh, if there's a will, there's a way. He he is a tough kid, a real tough kid, um, and uh, you know, the, he really didn't give anyone an option whether or not to be in there at the end. He you know he he was pretty. Harden himself, and um, you know, with that, with that last uh, fumble. So, uh, I, I'm not. If if he is, uh, I'm not terribly concerned because if if it's a legit, you know, maybe um, AC joint, which my non-medical expertise would have would have guessed. Have I don't really have information on that yet. Um, but regardless of whatever it is, um, I know he'll be back um, sooner than later. And um, we have plenty of players on this football team that if he is gone um, for a week or two, uh, there's, there'll be no batting of an eye and, and, and confidence. You know, it's, those aren't the things that are keeping us from where we're trying to go. It's stuff that we can figure out within ourselves. Um, and that's all I'm going to be focusing on.
um, at the end of the first half. You know, the the thinking really is a lot of the stuff that I that when I, when I'm making those decisions, it's based upon the whole team and where we're at. And I wanted to, there's been some stuff that you know whether it's true or not true, it feels on the field when you're getting a slew of penalties. It feels like it's out of your control. It always is in your control, but it feels. And knowing how the defense was playing, um, you know, I think it, it was uh, we had the opportunity to get the ball back after halftime. So I, I saw it as a, as a time that um, would really benefit the whole team if we could go get those points. Um, they always do that based upon what's the best for the team, um, fully knowing that it is result-based, result great calls um, if it works, and terrible calls if it doesn't. Um, but I think at that point in the, in the game, um, it, it would have best served us to have a little momentum going into halftime, half and I'll always make the decision if that's the case. There is head coach Mike McDaniel at his post-game press conference. We'll come back on the other side and react to Mike McDaniel. Dolphins post-game driven by Gunther Motors. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Vikings 24, Dolphins 16. You're listening to the fifth quarter post-game show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miami Dolphins football is on the air on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage, so next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Tecron. Find a station near you with the Chevron app. We heard from head coach Mike McDaniel in that previous segment, and that means you know what's coming up next. Seth, our big... Whoa, let's go back on that. I don't know where you're Big going Seth, with it. Yeah. Our press conference consigliere, <laughs> start that whole sentence over. Uh, let's go ahead and go to you here, man. What did you take away from Mike McDaniel their postgame? Uh, a lot to unpack there. Yep. Um, you know, he, he talked about how, how pumped he was about the week in practice, right? So that's, you know, Juice, we've talked about that, I think, last year during that, that seven-week skid. It's like, you know, you have this great week of practice, thought guys were ready to play, and then you see all of these things that are essentially a formula for losing football with penalties, turnovers, and so on. And he basically said there was a lack of tightness in the ship, and that's what your head coach is there for. So he put it on his, he put it on his shoulders. He said he's looking you square in the face. Coach McDaniel put it on his shoulders. So we're going to see how a rookie head coach reacts to these things as they're on this three-game skid, which, by the way, I think with a talented football team, guys. Yeah. This is a talented football team that's on this three-game skid. Uh, obvious questions, obvious questions by the media to talk about what kind of an impact Tua not being there. And then, as Coach McDaniel said, last three games, you have finished the game with a different quarterback than you started with. And he refused to allow that to be an excuse. Correct. He said that is not the reason. Did it have an impact on the game? Sure. It had an impact on the game. But it's not why you lost these three games. He's like, so what? 
And, and I think he's right there. I, I don't disagree at all. Yes, <laughs> it impacted the game. But I keep going back. I've said it three straight weeks here, guys. I know you're sick of me, me saying it. But in the fourth quarter, midway to late in the fourth quarter of games in three straight weeks, you're driving with the football with an opportunity to go ahead in yep. the fourth quarter of games. So regardless of what happened with quarterbacks or anything, they're in positions to take the lead in the fourth quarter, and they have fallen apart each time. He's put that on his shoulders. He said he's going to demand that this team does not point to Tua or injuries as being the reason that we lost. Good on you, Coach, for that. I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, And he also said that this is a team that has the capability to overcome adversity. He believed it. This game, they had the opportunity to overcome adversity, but they didn't do it. And that's what they definitely need to get get figured out because they're going to be faced with adversity again, guys. Let's face it. This is not a team that's going to be blowing people out by 30 points going into the fourth quarter every week. Heck, two of their three wins where, you know, they had to win in the fourth quarter. So absolutely need to figure that out. And really my favorite line, and I think it's it, no truer words have ever been spoken, Juice, we're going to find a lot out about who we're working with here. Yeah, they, re- they really are, man. It's, it's, it's um, look, you lose three straight after winning three straight. You know, my old high school coach used to say, um, you know, we're, we're reading our own press clippings. I think we were feeling good about ourselves, a little too good about ourselves. I sure as hell was. I, I, I was too. Yes, we And we, we can do that as fans. We're allowed to do that. But as players, we can't do that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's really cliche-ish, but at the same time, though, you really got to get to 1-0 every single week. I tell my high school team that when I talk to them. Um, you know, I was hoping the Dolphins would get me out of this doldrum that I had. My high school team lost on Friday. Penn State lost on Saturday. I knew my Dolphins would win today. Uh, it's a bad weekend for me when it comes to football, fellas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you are definitely bringing the saltiness here, and I don't blame you. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Are you not salty? I'm salty as hell. Okay, so why I'm, is that I'm, offensive? I'm, I'm, I'm always salty, though. <laughs> You're not always when salty. When lose the draw, I'm salty. That's not fair. But like I said. But you're salty matter. now. Yeah. But I think you, we all are. You have to, no matter what, man, you, you, have to, you, you have to show up and go to work. And our guys, man, had opportunities like, like we talked about. Two, three losses we've had, we've been in every single fourth quarter we've been in these games. Every single fourth quarter we've had an opportunity, and we come up short. So what's our big, what's our big takeaway from that? we got to find a way to finish. Finish games, yeah. got to find a way to finish games, and we, we're not finding our way to finish games. And that's gonna, it's, it's got to come somewhere from somebody, whether it's the offense picking it up and closing the game out, defense closing the game out, or somebody on teams doing something. We have to find a way to finish these games because when you're in the fourth quarter, every team preaches about being in the game in the fourth quarter and giving yourself a chance to win. We've done that. Now, when are we going to find out? When are we going to win these games? When are we going to win these games? Like, look, Next week. We, we, we can go back to Baltimore. We put all those touchdowns up. Look, that's another way. We found a way to win that game that, against the, the incredible odds. We won that game. New England, we didn't have to worry about it as much in New England game. You know what I mean? So we got to find a way to finish these games. When we're in these games, especially at home, I hate losing at home. So we got to find a way games. to win these games. So I agree with that wholeheartedly, Juice, but I, I want to add to that and say this. I remember going all the way back to the Dave Wanstead coach, Miami Dolphins, and Mark Dixon used to say, you know, it's the same speech every week. 
coach gets in there and he says we're going to have to win it in the fourth quarter. Defense, you're going to keep us in the game and we're going to find a way to win in the fourth quarter. And he says, dang it, coach, I kind of want to say we're going to come out there and kick somebody's ass today. Yeah. And, yes, we need to finish games. 100% we need to finish games. But, you know, I'm looking at this play-by-play in the first quarter and this drive where Skylar Thompson looks like you have the deal of the century finding a guy in the seventh round, and you get penalty after penalty. Five penalties on one drive. When you get the ball on their side of the field, you come away with zero points when you have a chance to go up 7 nothing yeah. at home, to your point. So there's a lot going on. We were really good from 30-yard line to 30-yard yeah. line today, Travis. There's a lot going on early in the game where it shouldn't even come down to the fourth quarter, Drew. So I'm with you. If it gets there, you got to find a way to finish and win. But maybe we could clean things up a little bit and not have to get to that point. And and in the the yeah. start of the third quarter as well, it goes back to what McDaniel said about complimentary football. I mean, we were, I was keeping track of it, Big Seth. Four drives, 15 yards for the Vikings. They didn't have a first down through the first four well, three drives and out, of the game. The first two drives, so four 15 yards. I mean, it's unbelievable. It was four in a row. It was four drives in a row. And then the second half, they started on two short fields because of a, a 25-yard punt return and a failed fake punt by the Miami Dolphins. So the defense gave you, at the start of the first Start of the game, four consecutive three and outs, and then the start of the second half, two consecutive three and outs in a short field. The offense has to make up ground in that, port, uh, that part of the game. So it's it's a four quarter thing. It's just and to, to be in it late is great. And like Drew said, to find a way to win would be even better. But man, it's it's something else every single week. It seems like, and uh, to use the word that you love, Big Seth, the cavalcade of things you can point to uh, to correct and get better for next week. Right That's there. the mayonnaise type word. Let's big go ahead word. and pause ten seconds so our stations can ID themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-3. That's 1-800-747-3733. We have the final segment of our number one coming up next, including Teddy Bridgewater and Driver of the Game. All that's coming up uh, here in just a few minutes. Dolphins post game driven by Gunther Motors. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther. Kia, again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Vikings 24, Dolphins 16. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. You're listening to Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. The Porpoise Pod, the newest Miami Dolphins podcast, hosted by Tobin and Solana. Listen for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Our Miami Dolphins want to help you lock in a low mortgage rate. That's why Amerisave is our official mortgage lender. Whether you want to refinance, get cash out, or purchase a new home, visit Amerisave.com to lock in your low mortgage rate today. I like it when Juice does that one better. It sounds a little bit better to me when OJ McDuffie's reading the ad read there. But, guys, we've been talking a lot about some stuff that hasn't been so fun. I want to go ahead and, and spin to something positive here because, like we talked about, it's been a rough start to the year for the defense, and we saw a, a pretty high-powered Vikings attack with Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and and you know at times Kirk Cousins as well, who posts big numbers every single week, come down here and just really get stifled for the most part. You know, outside of a few short fields and takeaways, and and you know I think there was a hurry up drive late in the first half, they scored a touchdown, uh, capitalizing on some Dolphins mistakes on the offensive side of the football. But I think it's something to potentially be excited about aside from the return of some of the key guys because, you know, I mentioned the 6-3 and outs. I think they had another one. If not, it was a couple of first downs after the Dolphins' touchdown to make it a six-point game. Defense gets right back out there, gets another stop. And, again, those short fields were, were impressive. Two things I want to talk to you about, talk to you guys about and just kind of get your takes on them. Number one, Juice, literally the play before Needham got hurt, 
And by the way, without Nick Needham and Keon Crossan, you have to go. Justin Bethel's playing defense. He, I, I'm going to look it up. He, I don't think he's played defense in, in years. I don't know, but he was and game he was ball great. worthy yeah. if they had come out with this, you know the way he fielded those punts and everything else. Sorry, I don't want to get no. Away you're your good. Point, no, I was. I'm glad you did because he made a, a huge. It was that was the play that I was talking about after the Dolphins touchdown drive to make it a six point game. He gets a huge tackle on a third and one on a little try to pick route to the flat where he comes over the top and makes a tackle. So I thought he was good. I thought X, except for the one time that he got pinned. On that little wheel route from Justin Jefferson was very good as well, and just the way they were they were communicating, you know, dealing with some of the the bracket coverage and the bunches was really impressive. But the thing that really stood out to me in this game, obviously the run defense before the, the long touchdown run, but man, the pass rush we've been asking for it for a while now. Yep. They got heated up today, guys. I don't know if you have a specific player in mind that that comes to, to mind for you, but it, someone else want to just talk about the pass yeah. rush here because I got several guys I could talk about. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a special day for those guys, man. They've been they've been they've been beat up. You know, we we talked a, a lot about the lack thereof of a pass rush, and the guys got at them. And look, I mean, look at the numbers, man. You got a team that's been so prolific, and they end up with 156 yards net passing, and a lot of it has to do with pressure. You know, a lot of it has to do with pressure. Um, we need that moving forward. We've got a quarterback today, though. We talked about this before. The quarterbacks we faced before were all guys that can get out and get out and run and things like that. Kirk Cousins is not he that guy. He wasn't going anywhere, He's was not he? that guy. So it's good that we finally got at somebody. Now, not not a lot of big plays for 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 them offensively on the pass game, but they didn't have to because the offense, our offense, our team gave them the opportunities to make those plays in short fields, turnovers, and on downs, fake punts, and things like that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see these guys finally getting out there and getting after guys, I, you know, early in the game. You know, it's all Jalen Phillips getting after guys, and it's going to continue to get better and better and better. Dealing with quarterbacks we deal with, guys that potentially don't throw it on time, it's going to be our best opportunity. That was our detriment today. We didn't throw the ball on time. That's why we had problems. So yeah. it's, it's tough these days to get the pressure. It's tough these days to get the sacks. Because these quarterbacks are, especially a guy like Kirk Cousins, is good at getting the ball out in time, even with a free guy. But we were still able to get out there and get some pressure. So we got to um, you know, give kudos to these guys for getting that right in that ship. I don't put anything other than the fact that, that we didn't win. I don't put a lot of uh, blame on our yeah. defense today. I can't. They did, they did a hell of a job. Minus some guys we talked about going out of the game, guys that we count on you know, uh, in the secondary, crossing. Um, you know, need them. That those are tough losses for us. You, people might not recognize those names at times, but those are big losses for us. It's nice to see X out there. Look, Jefferson, Jefferson had a he had a nice game, but it, most of it one was play. one play. Yeah. And that's a guy, you know what I mean? So we we've been talking about that all along. How our secondary has been getting beat up, but they had a hell of a day today. Up front, we had a hell of a day today. Short fields and, and, and lack of offensive effects and efficiency is what killed us today, and it's, it's unfortunate. You mentioned Jalen Phillips in the pass rush. I thought he came to life today, man. The way he was bending that edge and, and just putting guys in their back, but also going inside Big Seth and, and getting pressure from that position. To me, him and Christian Wilkins and those yeah. back-to-back yeah. TFLs that yeah. he had yeah. after, again, another Huge. another big punt return where the Dolphins are faced with a short field. You're thinking, man, if the Vikings can just get one first down and kick a field goal here, we got a long way to go to come back. But Wilkins responds with a six-yard TFL, then a one-yard TFL, 
and they eventually get off the field. So I don't know if there's anyone that you want to talk about, Big Seth, but the defensive line up front today was was something. Well, there. yeah, I was the front seven because yeah. I, you can't ignore Landon Roberts. Sure. I mean, that oh, was yeah. that yeah. he played. That yeah. was quintessential in Landon Roberts, right? He had the yep. sack and a half, the seven tackles. He he, you know, short yardage. He's always going to make those plays. And I think if he ever gets criticized for anything, it's maybe what happens when he's out in space and in coverage. But you just didn't see that happen today. And I, you know, and that's for everybody. The, the whole the entire front seven, I thought, collectively played really well. But, look, I'm the first guy that here and says, no, I don't want to hear about it. you have to get pressure with your front four, your front seven. You can't, you know, I don't want to see exotic blitzes. I love exotic blitzes, but I recognize that we're just decimated in the secondary right now, and so they had to maybe play more, you know, base or regular, and they got that pressure. So that was encouraging, but they got to carry it over. Have we seen, you know – played six games i don't know what's been consistent from week to correct. week correct who are we it, yeah. what's our identity yeah. right you know what's consistent tyreek hill tyreek <laughs> hill the cheetah is going to eat you know jalen waddle is going to get yards i don't I, two I, plays yeah. it was a tough tough game for him today but that is not what you expect from him and i don't think that's what you're going to see consistently those two guys consistently are a threat it's changing the way defenses are playing against us but as you said we've got to find other ways to exploit defenses i think i think juice's point about the the athletic mobile quarterbacks is the big one because you know the guys they've played so far, they are known for making plays. That's what they do. It's why they get paid, you know, two hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed contracts because Ooh. they're the most important players in this league. And that's what Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow have done in their career. So they've they've proven that. And until you know they prove otherwise, you kind of have to just say, well, tip your hat sometimes. But today with Kirk Cousins, uh, not the case. We get Kenny Pickett next week in the Pittsburgh Steelers. After that, it's it starts to kind of calm down in terms of your athletic quarterback. So per- perhaps a chance to develop some consistency. I told you guys I was going to look it up here. Uh, Justin Bethel. Those were the first thirteen snaps he played this year on defense last year he played 55 in 2020 he played two on defense in 2019 he played 20 snaps on defense we're talking about a guy that's played less than 100 snaps over the last four years coming in and and having an impact as a cornerback that was that was cool to see and it it speaks to the next Next mentality exactly right juice we're gonna go ahead and take a break here and come back for hour number two antennas up game on score your favorite games and shows for free visit the free tv project.org to learn all about the free programming waiting for you including dolphins games that's free tv project.org dolphins post game driven by gunther motors as well for car buying done your way you've got to get to gunther kia again the final score from hard rock stadium vikings 24 dolphins 16 you're listening to the miami dolphins radio network brought to you by the palm beaches we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 